Hi and thanks for watching. My name is Donald Barrett and this is a brand new live edition of the Barrett Report on the Cannabis Radio Network. Now, no, I'm not at the Harvest Cup and I didn't go to the Harvest Cup this weekend. Um, my partner and my associates went there. Um, Jake Gannam with the Average Joe Grow um, was at the Harvest Cup and the uh, Green Nurse Group, the Green Nurse Girls were also out at the Harvest Cup. Um, I was not there. I, I happened to be able to I had the opportunity to go to an infused dinner last night put on by the Mass Cannabis Chefs. And um, they were on our show before, they were on the Green Nurse show before. And what an experience. I'm gonna talk about that in, in just a minute. Because um, we have a whole bunch of things to talk about. A whole bunch of things going on in the cannabis industry right here in Massachusetts in New England. You know, with the dispensaries that are opening. We just had one that opened not too far from here in the studio, right here in uh, Salem this weekend. I think uh, it was Alternative Therapies. Alternative, Alternative Therapies Group, yeah. Another dispensary that opened. Um, I think that's the third or the fourth recreational dispensary that has finally opened. Um, and, you know, you see the lines on television, the lines of people in, I think, Salem, I think uh, they, they did it right. They actually did it by appointment. But I think their appointments are, you know, uh, out to the 24th, or the 25th already, if you want to call and get an appointment. But one of the things I've, I've discussed here on the Barrett Report, and, and since I really started the show, was how these dispensaries are going to deal with the, the illicit market. And if you've tuned into my shows before, you've heard me talk about these organizations that set up in fields um, like um, Reliable Bud, for instance. They're, they're an organization out there that, you know, I went to one of their events and I, I, I walked around and, I, and I, I couldn't believe with all the regulation that's going on in Massachusetts with dispensaries. And I talked to dispensary owners and it's costing anywhere between seven to $10 million to open a dispensary and I talked to dispensary owners and, and they couldn't believe that organizations like Reliable Bud and others were out there. And, you know, it's interesting that the state and, and others have really cracked down on these organizations. And um, uh, unfortunately for many of our viewers, because I know a lot of you out there attend the Reliable Bud events and, you know, they're great, great, fun, wonderful events. But when you go to these events, you have to understand that you're getting product a lot of times that's 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 uh, many times that's not tested the product hasn't been tested it hasn't been through a lab um or or and th they're not paying taxes so it, it it's a, it's illegal so the reason why the Ma massachusetts got in this game much like they got in the reason why they got in the casino game is the money so if the state's not making money you can believe that surely over time that these organizations like Reliable Bud are going to stop and going to cease to exist. And it's sad because I, I know many people and I, I had a, a lot of pe people I know that are in the cannabis industry that go to these events, the illicit market, if you will, and say, I, I was making a living going to, I just going to Reliable Bud. Well, folks, you know, it's, it, it, this is a legal, a legal market. And I've been saying, I can't believe it, it's been going on for as long as it has. Um, and a lot of these organizations are going to um, be cl closing down, as you'll see. 
but this, there's still a problem out there. I mean, the illicit market is the illicit market. When I looked up the price that people are paying at this new recreational place in Salem, at um, Alternative Therapies, I think it's $95 for, for a quarter ounce. Now, I know 10 people in Salem where you can get it for $70 and probably a better quality, and you don't have to make an appointment, and you don't have to pay taxes. Uh, and, and there's just a big spread between what people can get it for on the illicit market, on the, in the illegal market, versus what they can pay at a dispensary. And it boggles my mind, and it may, maybe it boggles your mind, to turn on your, your, your news station and see people lined up, lined up around these dispensaries to pay top dollar for, for their cannabis products. And people say, well, why is that happening? Well, it's happening because it's a novelty. For, first of all, people are saying, I want to go in and I want to see what it's like. I want to be one of the first people to see what it's like in a dispensary. That novelty is going to wear off when you're, when you're paying $120 after taxes for, for a quarter ounce. You know, it's one of the reasons why I always tell my, my listeners and my viewers, you know, if you're using cannabis for a medical condition, and I know many people out there that are buying the product in the rec recreational, at the recreational dispensaries, they're using it for a medicinal reason, whether it's anxiety or depression, whatever, there's a whole bunch of different reasons you can get a medical card today. If you get a medical card, there's a whole host of benefits that you get um, when, you can, when you go to dispensaries. First of all, as a, as a card holder, as a, a cannabis card holder in Massachusetts, you get access to the product with the higher THC content. You know, for instance, like uh, the, the analogy I always give people is like, it's like a, I, ibuprofen. You can get ibuprofen at, at the um, pharmacy and, and you can get that without going to the pharmacist. But if you want the stronger ibuprofen, you actually have to get a prescription and, and, and go to the pharmacy. It's, it's the same thing. If you're looking for medicinal type products, like the um, uh, RSO oil or the FICO oil that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Um, it, it, the products that have a higher THC content. If you're looking for the stronger products, you need a medical card to get access to those products. In addition to that, you save on your taxes. There's no tax if you're a medical patient here in Massachusetts. That's one of the big benefits to getting a medical card and holding your medical card. And if you're a medical patient, who knows? I mean, some, some of the um, companies out there that um, license people to get, get their cards, they're saying that potentially insurance companies um, may be paying for people that use it medicinally. So there's a lot of great, great benefits to going to get your, your, and keeping your medical card in Massachusetts. N not just the, the legal reasons. I mean, a lot of people are employed and, you know, not that it, an employee can let you go for any reason in Massachusetts, but for smoking cannabis, if you have your medical card, at least you have you know, a leg to stand on, so to, so to speak. Um, you know, if you have your medical card and you're using it for a medical reason. So there's a whole host of benefits to continuing to um, get your medical card. And I would encourage everybody out there that's using cannabis for a medicinal reason, 
go and, and get and get your medical card. It's, it's well worth it. You can, um, uh, I know the Green Nurse Group, you can go there and you can get it. There's other companies out there that offer it. Um, um, Medwell Health is a um, partner store of ours that, um, um, that you can go there and get up to $50 off on your medical card. Um, there's a bunch of stores out there now or places you can go and get your medical card. But if, if you're using it for a medicinal reason, I, I encourage it. Um, let's talk about um, FECA oil for a second, which you do need your medical card for. And I wanted to talk about this because um, since I first had Darren Miller on the show, and if you're tuning in for the first time, maybe you don't know who Darren Miller is, or maybe you don't even know what FECA oil is. Let me give you a little bit of a background and a little bit of a, a little bit of history here. You know, the reason why I got into interviewing people on television and on radio um, on natural products that help cure and prevent disease is my family, virtually everyone that dies in my family dies of cancer. My, my dad died of um, liver cancer, never drank. My mother died of lung cancer, um, really ne virtually never smoked. I had a brother that died of brain cancer. And every time they got cancer, you know, it, it was virtually the same protocol where it was either radiation followed by chemotherapy followed by them getting sick and followed by them, you know, passing away. You know, we're, we're, we're 0 for 3 with radiation and chemotherapy in my family. I don't know how your family is doing. But today in America, one out of two Americans, one out of two people in America are going to get cancer sometime in their life. And if you're anyone like me, if you have cancer in your family, you start thinking about, you know, what can you do to help prevent um, you from me for instance getting this you know disease and it, there's a lot of people that i've interviewed over the past 20 years medical doctors oncologists um, alternative health professionals um, nurses nurse practitioners really all, all types really anyone who's anyone in the world of health and nutrition i've interviewed over the past 20 years to really find answers answers to you know First of all, why we, why we come up with cancer in the first place and are there better alternative methods out there that people are using? And you know, I've taken some hits for that. You know, I've been, a lot of people know, you know, if you followed my um, career or Googled me, you know that I've been, I've been sued by the Federal Trade Commission for almost $50 million for talking about natural products. You know, I interviewed um, Tom Brady's trainer, um, Alex Guerrero. Um, about a product called Supreme Greens that he was very passionate ab and about. And um, I, you know, I've, I've taken some hits from the FDA and the FTC for really interviewing a lot of these people that have products that they, they feel that can prevent or reverse disease, but they can't say that. You know, in, in our country, we have the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration. And the Food and Drug Administration, in essence, made a law that said nothing can cure, prevent, or treat a disease in, unless it's a drug. And, you know, Hippocrates, they call him the father of medicine, which all, all physicians now take the, I call it the Hippocratic Oath, and they say first, you know, um, first do no harm. You know, let food be thy medicine. And then 
you know, we, they, they go to um, um, medical school and, you know, they're told and they're taught how to push drugs and how to write prescriptions. And it's sad. And when, when, when you follow the money trail, just like any other industry, when you follow the money trail, you really find out answers. You really find out really why, 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 it, why, it, why are we in the situation that we're in? For instance, with cancer, one out of two Americans get cancer. You know, let me, I, I first heard about FICO oil, and let me tell you about a guy named Rick Simpson. A guy named Rick Simpson first discovered this product called Full Extract Cannabis Oil, and he actually, I think he was one of the first guys to actually make it. And it's basically a, a way of extracting and making cannabis and, and, and basically extracting it down to an oil. They use different solvents and whatnot. There's a, there's a way they do it, but it comes out like an oil. I mean, really like a thick oil. And people are supposed to take about a gram of rice for, for it's about the size of a gram of rice that people are supposed to take. And they're supposed to take it for 90 days. Now, Rick Simpson, uh, you know, caused a big stir because he claimed he cured over 4,000 people of cancer using this, he called it Rick Simpson oil. It's known as FICO oil today, or again, full extract cannabis oil. Um, he, like, he made it. He was he was run out of town. I mean, he was raided. He, he was run out of town. But I, I got a hold of somebody that actually used his formula. He was on, actually on my couch. He was on my show, Darren Miller. Darren Miller was somebody that was diagnosed with cancer. He was given only 2.8 months to live. By some twist of fate, he heard about Rick Simpson and full extract cannabis oil. Him and his wife, Amy, who lived in Chicago, um, got in the car and drove out to California, where it was the only place that they knew of where it was potentially available, and they got the product, and they cured Darren's cancer, and they're going all around the country now telling Darren's story. I think he works over at the um, Tyson Ranch now, um, you know, helping people all around the country um, get information on FICO oil. Because people out there that have cancer, folks, I mean, let, let me tell you the truth. There are people and, and there are, I mean, I, I have stacks of, of, of testimonials from people that claim that they've cured their cancer with FICA oil. But the bottom line is there's been no double-blind placebo-controlled studies to prove that, that it works. So if you're out there saying, you know, show me the study, show me the proof, there's really no proof. People will say, well, there's so many studies out there on cannabis. And I understand that, but the, the, the gold standard in our, in our country is a double-blind placebo-controlled study. And I know there's enough antidotal information out there. There's enough information out there from people. There's enough testimonials that I've read that, that warrant someone doing a double-blind placebo-controlled study on FICO oil. And, 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 and that's what I'm calling for. We're writing a book called um, The Unspoken Cure, how FICO oil is, is changing the cancer industry. That's called The Unspoken Cure. It's gonna have Darren Miller's story in there. It's gonna have a whole bunch of other stories of people whose lives and whose diseases are, are, are no longer with them because of FICO oil. 
Now, in our country, maybe one out of 10 people have heard about it. I can guarantee in the next three to five years that millions and millions of people are gonna hear about FECA oil. And if I had someone in my family, see everyone in my family that had cancer has died, but if I had someone in my family, or if I had a friend that had cancer, I'd be telling them about FECA oil. I'd be telling them to do their own research and make their own, get their own, make their own educated decision. But at least go Google it, go look it up. Look up Rick Simpson, go look up FECA oil. Do the research yourself. Because as far as I can see, there's really no adverse side effects. You know, I was, I was talking with a, a nurse not too long ago, and she was telling me about a patient that was on FECA oil, and they were only taking half the amount. The, the patient was in palliative care. They were basically um, told to go home to die. So they were basically, you know, they weren't being actively treated for their cancer anymore and they were being put on medication just to make you know the passing uh, passing away a little bit easier and this woman started taking fecal oil and she started taking half the half the amount half a size of grain of rice and three months later she went in and, and she couldn't believe it that that her that her cancer was gone and i and i couldn't say it folks i, I wouldn't say it if, it if it wasn't true and i didn't hear it firsthand I mean, if, if you have someone you love that has cancer or you have cancer, I, I would go online and I would do some research. We have the book coming out probably in late January, The Unspoken Cure, but, but don't wait for the book. If you're watching my show right now, please don't wait for the book. Don't wait for, the, don't wait for your doctor or don't wait for your oncologist to tell you about cannabis oil. I mean, I, I always say it took them 10 years in the hospitals to figure out that washing hands was gonna save lives, folks. It, it, if you have someone that you love that uh, has cancer, point, at least point them and let them know that you heard about FECA oil and maybe that they should do some research. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to mention because as I've been reading and I've been you know, reading and reading and reading, um, not only testimonials, but some of the research that has been done on full extract cannabis oil, and it's really and truly incredible. In 20 years of doing this, I've never seen a product, a natural product. And this is, a, again, cannabis and, and, and fecal oil, it, it's a God-given God product. It was given to us by our Creator. Now, whether you believe in God or not, you know, you know I, I believe that God heals His creation with His creation. You know, the old saying is you don't bring a toaster to General Motors, you know, and if, again, you have someone that you love that uh, has cancer, look up fecal oil and get some information. All right, one of the things I want to talk about on a lighter note is these um, infused parties. Now, not too long ago, the mass cannabis chefs, I think it was um, Joe, um, Joe, Who are the chefs here? We're gonna have them come up in just a minute. Anyway, the two mass cannabis chefs, the mass cannabis uh, um, chefs, they basically put on infused dinners. And this one was at an art gallery. It was um, the second year anniversary. Um, and they, these guys were on the Green Nurse Show not too long ago. 
and uh, I, I got a phone call on Friday night by um, Dimitri uh, Ninstadt, and he, he's the host of the new show that we have coming out in January, the High Finance Show. And he called me up and he said, I got a couple of tickets to this um, infused dinner event. Would you like to go? And I said, you know, I'm not doing anything Saturday night. Sure, I'll go. And he um, sent me over the information. And, um, you know, we went to the event last night. And I'll, and I'll play just a, a, a small clip of last night's event. And I'm going to come back and talk about the dinner a little bit in my experience. Because if you have a, a, an opportunity to go to one of these infused dinners, especially by the mass cannabis chefs, I mean, the, the food was incredible. The atmosphere was incredible, and there, 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 was, there was great people and great contacts there. But let me just play a little clip, and um, we'll be right back. Years ago, the, what, traditionally when you would have a Christmas dinner in, say, Europe, England before is where I went through, because that's kind of more what you would get in New England. But this like is a traditional Christmas dinner, and the stuff that you would see, uh, your, your big green casserole, your stuffed mushrooms, so honey-baked uh, mincemeat pie is actually one of the most traditional Christmas meals. Like they, for mincemeat pie, the traditional way to do that is you make it this year or next year. So those flavors are just incredible. We uh, we didn't do matching the meat in our mincemeat pie because that would be kind of weird for a dessert thing, I think. And I think that'd be a little heavy on anybody's palate. I don't know how anyone would have responded if there was actually enough beef going on inside of a sweet pie. I, I don't, so we went with a, a way that it actually was adapted to in New England and the way that they do it around here now. But uh, so yeah, the, tonight's meal is very traditional to what you would have had 100 years ago, 200 years ago when they would start coming over and cooking at Christmas dinners here. So very cool meal. Uh, but we're at a special time of the evening right now. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, this is new for you. For those of you who've been here before, you guys remember this one. Uh, if you go to a high-end event, uh, wine tastings, things of that nature, they do what they call a palate cleanse in the midst of courses between things to break up the night, to give something back, to kind of prepare you for your next course, etc., etc. Um, wine tastings, they might use like smelling salts, uh, different meals that they Tonight we have this uh, half ounce Thai stick holder for you guys. I stick? Yes, sir. No, you uh, don't like that. Stick. <laughs> 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 He's got like. You know, how does that work with me and no cannabinoids? He was probably curing for a couple of months before. He went in here. And then in. Who the hell am I? No it's called a cant avenoid. All right, so first of all, I want to thank uh, Dimitri and I want to thank um, Chef Joe and Pat for uh, hosting that Christmas event because it was, it was a great event. But thank you for Dimitri for uh, inviting me out. But, you know, when I first got there, I really didn't know what to expect. I was never at an infused dinner before. Certainly, I, I saw the show when they were here on the Green Nurse um, uh, group uh, on the show. However, 
when I got there, you know, it was in a building and I'm, I walk up these stairs and you really don't know where you're going. All of a sudden there's like three sets of stairs and you walk up and it opens up and there was this table, as you saw, and there was probably, I don't know, 80, 60 to 80 people all lined up on this big, long table. And um, I got to sit across from a guy named Brian who owns a, a company called Little, Little um, Cannabis Kitchen. They're out of Rhode Island. Uh, the Little Cannabis Kitchen. Maybe you can look him up on Facebook because he makes some incredible edibles. I can tell you that, like um, some candy bars and all types of treats and whatnot. Um, he just happened to be at the event and I met him last night and hopefully he'll be on the show in the next couple of weeks. I mean, he's really an artist when it comes to making um, edibles as far as, like I would say gourmet edibles, if you will. But when I got there, like I said, I didn't know what to expect or um, you know who I was gonna meet. And um, I sat down and um, the first course came out and I think you can pull, pull up a picture of it. It was the green bean casserole. And everybody that went to the event, you could choose from having no um, um, in, nothing infused into your meal, all the way up to having, I think, 500, 500 milligrams infused into your meal. Um, I chose um, the, the 500, uh, and I, I have to tell you, um, I, I don't know exactly what they put it in, okay, because maybe you've tasted edibles before and you, you, can, you can taste it a little bit. You, you couldn't taste it in, in anything. Um, any one of the dishes. The first dish was the green bean casserole. It was absolutely delicious. Okay, it had like a mushroom sauce on it. It was, it was delicious. Then we had the stuffed mushroom. Then we moved on to the main course, which was the uh, honey glazed hun uh, honey glazed um, pork shank, which was, I mean, I mean that. You know, they, you know, the old saying is the meat fell off the bone. All well, the meat, the meat fell off the bone. And again, you, you couldn't you couldn't taste any of the infusion. We we always had to ask what 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 was it infused in? What 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 was what was infused in the actual dish? Because every one of the courses w was infused, of course, but we didn't know what was infused. Um, and then we had the dessert with the hot chocolate, which was also uh, you know delicious. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I felt great, you know, I, I don't drink, I don't, I don't do anything like that, but I felt great when I left there, but never have I had a hangover from cannabis. And this morning when I woke up, it was like, I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, you know, you hear about people that are drinkers, they wake up the next day and they're still drunk. Well, edibles affect you a whole different way, okay, than, than when you uh, smoke cannabis. It's a whole different ball game. I don't, I, I, I don't know exactly why. Maybe we'll have a doctor or, 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 or someone on the show that can explain why. But the way it breaks down and goes into your bloodstream, it takes a lot longer you know, to get the full effect. In addition to the 500 milligram meal that they put forth, uh, up to 500 milligrams, there were all these companies like the Little Cannabis Kitchen Company that were giving out all chocolates, which were 25, 25 milligrams. And then they passed around a big, what was called a tie stick. Um, they passed it around the table, went around the table three or four times. Um, so there was much more THC ingested than what was in your meal, so to speak. And 
folks, I'm telling you, I was blown away. And you know, it, it's a one, it's a, it's an experience. So if you haven't been to one, go to go to one. But definitely don't go for the max like I did. You know, I thought, hey, this won't really affect me. No, I'm, I, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And folks, I, I was I was wiped out this morning. I was like, am I going to be able to do the show tonight at eight o'clock? I wasn't sure. But anyways, um, the Mass Canada Chefs, it was a great event. It was their Christmas event. Um, they had Santa Claus there. I mean, it, it was a, a great event. I'm going to actually run a, a clip of an interview where um, Sh Chef Pat and jo Joe, they get interviewed on these um, infusion events. So uh, take a few minutes and watch this interview, and, and, and I'll be back. Back. Wasn't that awesome? That was Brian Hayes from Beantown, Greentown. So now we're to the second part of our show, Green Nurse on the Go. Green Nurse on the Go. Green Nurse on the Go is about bringing you information that you wouldn't get anywhere else. It's about bringing community together. Um, the cannabis community has been a really important part of my healing because once I started to learn how to use cannabis as medicine, I was afraid. I had a lot of anxiety. I had agoraphobia. And I was afraid to get out there. And I started going to different events and meeting different people, thinking that, oh, they're not going to give a shit. They're all Oops. stoned, right? <laughs> but I found it to be so different. I found the cannabis community to be very loving and very supportive and very encouraging. And it's a big part of my healing story. And so I like to go to events and meet people and um, bring information that I think is important for other people out there because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's out there that is starting to use cannabis as a tool and trying to navigate and how do you feel normal when you feel abnormal and when you're using something different, right? So I wanted to experience an infused dinner. So Mass Canna Chefs have been around for a while. They've been doing monthly parties since recreational became legal in 2016, correct? Yep. I have here with us Joseph Nelson yes. and Patrick Mulcahy of Mass Cannabis Chefs. Mass Cannabis Chefs. Mass Cannabis Chefs. Yeah, yeah. That's a common, uh, a common, a common mistake, mass but one that we, one that we try to, we try to, we try to clear up. Sorry. There's, there's a lot of Mass Cannabis things out there. We're not, right. That's where we try mass to. Mass Cannabis Chefs. So you guys are one of the Massachusetts premier infused gourmet dinner parties. Yeah. In between the both of you, you have 30 years of fine dining, entertainment, and you're bringing it together. Yep. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. So I'm welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. We, uh, we're happy to be here. So what was it that propelled you? What's, what propelled you to start Mass Cannabis Chefs? Um, so you want to take this one? Yeah, well, so we both met in the restaurant industry um, and immediately clicked over our love of food. And also cannabis. Um, so as soon as we found out it was going legal, Joe called me one day. Uh, it was his idea. He called up, and I immediately loved the idea because I am a big fan of both food and cannabis. So combining the two just seemed like the, the most natural way to go for us. Yeah. You know? It kind of just made sense to do it that way. Food's always been a, uh, a communal thing, able to bring people together. You yeah. know, no one can argue over good food. It's just good, and. Uh, Adding cannabis in with that helps. So where do you do you throw? Do you do private catering um, in people's homes? Yeah, what homes? services do you offer? Um, so we we offer pop up we do two pop up events every month at um, private residences. 
where that are open to the public that you can come and join us at where uh, we also offer private catering events where we could do you know birthday parties weddings etc any kind of, any kind of privately catered event that you would normally have we we can accommodate we've uh, we've done a lot of different stuff at this time we counting in our experience within restaurants and everything we've mm-hmm. had, we've catered events of pretty much all sizes and worked out events of all sizes we uh yeah, it's, it's a, and is it all infused, or if somebody isn't doesn't want to be infused, can you do um, both? So the way that we operate is uh, all of our all of our menus are infused to order. So yes. individually dosed per person. So oh, wow. say you know that you like this dosage, you like we to be at like about, fifty milligrams. Why don't we or, talk about your last? The, I went to the, I went to one of your infused dinners on just, Friday. Yes, you did. So how like we can talk about how that. Okay, so I'll, I'll get, I can just give you kind of like the run. Maybe we just want to do like the rundown, like yeah. for like the guests over there. Yeah, like, yeah. All right. So the way that we work it, uh, we understand that everybody has a different tolerances. We understand that everybody has different experiences with edibles, especially and the way that it affects them. Not everybody wants to eat edibles. Not everybody. Some people just want to come out to eat and smoke some pot, and know they're in a cannabis-friendly environment and just enjoy, or don't even want to do that, and they just want to come hang out because they're okay with it. There, we, we understand there are varying levels of, of tolerance levels where, you know, some people want 10, 15 milligrams and that's going to get them to the same point where people that need a couple hundred milligrams need mm-hmm. to be at. So we just try to be able to accommodate anyone's needs. So we offer a, a wide vari- a wide range of dosage starting at nothing. Yep. Um, also vary with CBD as well. Yeah. Yeah, we, you we have food and so you, just straight CBDs too. So you created a customizable experience. Yes. So basically when I arrived... It was in this really cool, big, giant tent that was heated. It, the ambiance was beautiful. It was heated. Um, you, you had a, a, t- a table of all glassware. Mm-hmm. And then you had a glass blower that a was there. Yeah, we had, we had four, floors. actually, that night. Special guest came came up, uh, Pubs. He's a kind of locally well-known glass blower. Yep. And uh, came in addition to our resident glass blowers, uh, messy glass jazz glass and that high hop they're, they're kind of always there yeah. they're with us they're, they're like our uh, they were incredible it was, it was very entertaining and, and, and then when I arrived it was a big giant long table could have fit about 24 people yeah. the, the, and everyone sat together at the table yeah. I, I went alone and what I found very surprising but I wasn't surprised was that I wasn't the only person that came alone there were about five different people that came to the event all by themselves yep. and you walked in and you felt the sense of community. Mm-hmm. You it's felt a, very welcome. You guys were just, it was a very entertaining experience. It, that's a big part of what we what we try to do, like Pat was saying, the community building thing. Uh, food has always been a community building uh, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, people, that's how communities form was over cooking food. Like, you wouldn't have an, any form of, of form, like, established community without fire and cooking food. That's where it started. Right. That's where tribes came together over they had to like hunt and make get enough meat to cook for like everybody otherwise people were just foragers they were they were they were you know gatherers and such there wasn't much cooking and hunting and killing of things before fire before community happened but so you know that's just a little history I, I, I'm, no I'm, I like I'm, that I'm, I'm, a, I'm big on food history but I, that was I, great you provided that experience yeah, so it's, with it's, each it's very real but then you add in the cannabis out. but the cannabis is as well like you think about even aside from food cannabis has always been very community building it's a look at the community we have now with around yeah. cannabis like mm-hmm. the, the reason we're even here together today is because we met through, through, the the community, community. through the community you know when you think about it as a kid or when I think about it as a kid when we first started smoking you know smoking around you're smoking with your friends 
you're right. smoking with the people around you, you're building a community around you. You may not have gone along with everybody, you don't, you know, but you find the people that you do get along with that, yeah. that, 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 that are your people, you know, that people like to say the find your tribe thing. That's not... I don't really care for that statement necessarily, but with the high vibe tribe. No, the find your tribe. No, just the find your tribe. You know, people most I hear it a lot. They don't find your tribe. You know, people find the. I don't know, that's just not the way. I don't like that particular word, but it's a, it's a, it's a good. It explains kind of what I'm saying right now. Uh, yeah, the it, it's about finding the people that you can are, connect with. Yeah, exactly. That are going to bring out the best version of yourself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah. what I really liked was when I was I was in you know of course me shy me. I was, um, I wanted to get to know the people at the table and I wanted to ask them and there was a large amount of them that came alone and so one of the women, there was a woman right across from me who came alone and, and I asked her why did she come alone? She goes, because I knew I would have a good time. You know, she just said, I knew that there was mm -hmm. one thing that we all had in common mm -hmm. and it wasn't uncomfortable to go out alone. So it was, it was really, it was a great experience. The next part that I really enjoyed is that you went around to each individual guest. Mm -hmm. It was a set menu. Mm -hmm. It was five different courses. But you spoke with each guest on a personal level, asking them about their cannabis use. Mm -hmm. And, and helping them to figure out what would be a good dose for their meal. Yeah, we don't want anyone to have a bad time. <laughs> uh, we've, we've had people who misjudge their, um, their, their doses through for whatever reason, whether it be they're not used to being getting edibles that are dosed properly, or they're. Yeah, I know, think that's part of it because I miss. A lot of people think that they think they think they know what the Order. what's what's okay. <laughs> yeah, but you you were you you handled it well. You handled it properly. You handled it very well. You, you know you sat around and you hung out. You you found we, we made yeah. sure we got you a safe way home. I you know, wasn't you, like, I, but here what here what it was is I I kind of figured out what I take medicinally. Mm -hmm. And so then I said, okay, this is what I take medicinally in a daytime. Let me see what I can do to make it a recreational experience. And I overshot. But the part that was really good was that you explained how you're going to put a tiny bit in each of the mm -hmm. each of the courses. And mm -hmm. you start off with a higher amount at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, of course, my first two dishes I gobbled down. Yeah. <laughs> they were so delicious. She doesn't eat. So this no, I, I do. It yeah. was, but this was such a wonderful experience. Mm. And yeah, at the same time, it makes sense that people's edibles are probably not dosed accurately. Yeah, we make a we make a really uh, a big point to always use um, concentrates that are tested, lab tested, so that we can be accurate, like down yeah. to the milligrams of what are going into people's food, because you don't want to give. You don't want people to take too much. You had an all right experience, even though you you had a good experience, even though you ate maybe a little more than you. Would have oh, missed. I like, did. I was you, so you peaceful. Ate, you had more. I just kept saying, yeah. "I'm so but happy." Not, not everybody, not everybody <laughs> has that experience. Right. You can have a much different experience, and uh, people cannot enjoy it and have a very bad experience. Yeah. So we, there's lots of going into that. Yeah, it's, all, <clears throat> it's always better if you start low. Start low. <clears throat> start and low. low. Yeah, and yeah. then you know, again with a five course meal, you can always you know start low in the first two courses. And then have more later on. That's what you know, I like to do. It's never worth it to rush. You it. were able to customize if mm -hmm. someone wanted, like you know, to spread it evenly amount. You could have done that. Like you, and you right. made it a point to say, you're sitting in your. I was number twelve, so I was sitting in number twelve spot. So the the, the server, you're getting your number twelve plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's very important to keep track of everything, you know, and especially with all the courses and all the running around. You know, that's numbers of the way. Dude, that's why there's this is the specific plate infused to the specific amount. It goes to that specific, specific person. person. There's no mistakes. There's no uh, as long as you can count, 
You can get the right as long as, long as we can count. We can get you the right plate. And we can we, get you the right we, plate. We can do we can do math. We're pretty good with counting at this point. I like yeah. to think. Our teachers you, were good. And then you came out in each course. You came out and you presented what it was, mm-hmm. and where the infusion lie, mm-hmm. and, and talked about the micros, like the you know. Mm-hmm. It was just, I really, it was just really enjoyable. Yeah, we uh, we always try to make sure that every every course is described that you know what it is you're eating. Is I mean, yes, you've seen a menu. But like I say, I'm a, I'm a bit of a food history buff, so yes. I do research about pretty much every dish that we've made, uh, food that goes into the, the food that we make. Uh, like we'll, we'll, we'll work on menus together, we'll come up with the food, what we're going to do, but I, I will then go and really like delve in and kind of find out some cool things so that when I come out and talk to you guys, I can tell people what something neat about each dish. I try to find like little things about it, so it's like... A, as much as you're just getting your food and learning what you're eating, you're also learning something about the food and what you're eating. Which yeah. I got our first, first, what was the first guest name? I forget his name. Yeah, oh, just, Brian Hayes. Brian, he, he was talking about knowing your food, knowing where it comes from. That's very important. Very uh, important. You know, we, we try, I try to know what farms our food's coming from, what farms our meat's coming from, where mm-hmm. where everything is. You know, we, we try to know as best that we can to to create the best experience. Yeah, so everyone can, so people can have a good time. We don't. I don't want people to eat crap. I don't. I don't want to eat crap. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to feed that to. Yeah, no, I, 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 I might disagree with him with carbohydrates, but yeah. his points about finding the fresh ingredients and knowing what's in your food. You know, not just buying prepackaged stuff and yeah. let you talk right. about the things on the label. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. the la- labels. Labels are. Yeah. Labels lie. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> We're obviously fans of you know. Making your food from scratch, taking the time because yeah. anything that's that we you put make, the love is, into it. anything we make and put into our, put out on the table is generally from scratch made. There's very very few things that we will buy that are already made, like vinegars and oil. Those things are really hard to make, so I don't, I don't do vinegar and oil. But you know, yeah, pretty much everything is from scratch because that's how you can control quality. How you can't control quality if at some point along the way you're using a store bought ingredient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So where do you have your events? Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, I love that. Private pop-up style events. So we mostly South Shore, Massachusetts, but but all over the place. We, yeah. we we try to bounce around. I try to make sure that I find us locations in different areas of the state that so we're not just relegated to the South Shore Cape area. That's where we're from. That's where we're most connected. That's where we have our most uh, locations to do dinners at because we where we do bounce around and do things in different places. And how do people find out about these? Um, online, on our social, yeah, you can find out about us online, on our social media, uh, our website, www.masscannabischefs.com, um, Instagram, at mass underscore cannabis underscore chefs, uh, facebook.com slash Dank Dinner Club, I believe, or just Dank Dinner Club. That was the, okay, so when we started, that was what we went, dank. what our, um, like what our club was. <laughs> yeah, and it was because of the word dank that we actually stepped away from using that. I was, um. I had been reached out to by a couple of like my mom and her friends and just a yeah, couple older dad. people. They just didn't like they, the verbiage. Yeah. The, 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 the connotations yeah. to the word dank in the in mm-hmm. the cannabis community. The word dank is a good thing. You know, we right. understand that to be a good. A lot of people think thing. of like a dank basement. Yeah, when you right. think about yeah. dank, yeah. dank yeah. and dingy yeah. and yeah. dark yeah. and not what we what we what we do. We were a very high end like fine dining yeah. event, and that's not the way to describe what we wanted, especially when we were trying to push. Um, for more private events with, um, you know, 
I guess we, we, we do high-end fine dining, so... So you want to attract that. the quality we're try, of people. We're trying to try to attract the crowd. You want to decrease the stigma. Yeah, We don't want to add to that problem. Right. So tell us about... So it's adult-only, I assume. 21 yeah, plus. 21 plus. And what's your, what are the demographics? So, so who's coming to these events? Um, well, different manner of people. A lot of, at first, it was you know a lot of friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then as it grew and word spread, we've seen a, all... All walks of life, different kinds of people. Are you getting first-time users or um, people that have been using recreationally both. for a long time? Both, yeah. Uh, We've had yeah. people that have never eaten edibles before and never really smoked weed really before come to dinner and say, hey, I want to eat this food with some weed in it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's an inter- <laughs> interesting first choice, but... All right. I mean, I mean, folks, if you have a, a chance to go to one of their events, uh, masscannabischefs.com, um, and email them and get more information on one of their upcoming events. I know they, they sell out pretty quick. Um, uh, they're, they're very popular events, and um, I know everybody that goes plans on going to the next one. So um, go to masscannabischefs.com and um, get more information if you'd like to attend one of those events. You know, a couple of things I want to talk about is, A, the Green uh, Nurse Show. You know, the Green Nurses were out at the Harvest Cup this weekend, um, and they're going to be talking about that Wednesday night on their show. But the Green Nurse Show has been one of the most popular shows here on the Cannabis Radio Network. And they talk about the medicinal benefits of cannabis and CBD and the other compounds in, in, in cannabis. And if you or someone you love uh, is using cannabis for a medicinal reason, you know, that's a show that you're going to want to tune into. Not only tune in on on Wednesday nights when they do their show live at 8 p.m., but you can go and watch the previous shows because every week for the past, I I think, 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks now, they have been doing shows on the medicinal benefits of cannabis and there's a lot of great information on the YouTube channel or right on our Facebook channel. If you just hit videos, you'll see all the Green Nurse videos that have been done in the past. But I wanted to say congratulations um, to Dr. Dale Buckman. She's obviously um, uh, part of the Green Nurse team, um, Sherry Tutkis, um, and also Jody um, uh, Shapelin, who's all, she's gonna be on the show on Wednesday night. Um, they're, they're really the nucleus, if you will, of the, of the green nurse team. And um, Dale um, recently um, passed all her tests and now she's Dr. Dale Buckman. She's one of the only nurse practitioners, I believe, in the country um, that has her doctorate. And um, she specializes in cannabis and we're lucky to have her on the Cannabis Radio Network. And uh, you know, the green nurse team is also very lucky to have her and um, I wanted to say uh, congratulations to Dale. Um, but tune into their show every Wednesday night. Dale's not going to be there this week. Um, uh, she took a couple of weeks off, took a vacation, much needed vacation. Um, but, but she'll be back. Um, but Sherry is going to be live here on Wednesday night talking about what, what's going on at the Harvest Cup and all the happenings at the Harvest Cup um, from this weekend. We also have um, the average Joe Grow. Um, Jake Gannam, one of the co-founders here at the Cannabis Radio Network, has the show, The Average Joe Grow. So many people want to grow out of their home, whether it's for therapeutic reasons. A lot of people get therapeutic value out of growing from home, but a lot of people 
just like the grow from home to grow their own medicine or grow their own uh, cannabis. Uh, the Average Joe Grow is a great program for anybody to tune into that wants to learn step by step by step how to grow. And if you have a challenge or if you have a hiccup, you can always email in um, um, Jake, who, who's the host of the show, and he'll answer your questions. He'll also answer your questions live on air if you tune into his show. His show is on Tuesday nights, The Average Joe Grow. Again, um, that, we just started that show not too long ago, and it, it's getting thousands and thousands of viewers every single week. Um, Jake Gannam's great. He, he shows you step by step in an easy way, in an understandable way, for the average person to start growing. He even has a starter kit for people out there. If you want to, if you want to get started, start growing out of your home, he has a starter kit. He'll send you the, the, the seeds and the soil to get, get you started. You can email in the Cannabis Radio Network and ask for more information on the average Joe Grow um, starter kit that Jake's put together. But folks, if you're a grower, even if you're an expert grower and you like to tune in and hear tips from other growers, that is a awesome awesome show people are tuning in from not only just around the country people are tuning in from all around the world to the average joe grow to learn how to grow out of their home and he even has relationships and he gets you discounts on lights and seeds and soil and anything you need to grow out of your home and the last show i want to talk about that's starting in january is with dimitri ninstadt and it's the High Finance Show. He is a financial advisor, a charter financial advisor, where he's been teaching people, you know, how to keep their finances in order. Something, something a lot of us aren't even taught in school, let's face it. I mean, it's a, it's a great program. When he first approached me with, with the concept, I wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure of the idea. But um, after doing a couple of um, um, shows with him and actually seeing him in action, it's a show that you're going to want to tune into. He's also going to be interviewing um, companies out there that are on the stock market, so publicly traded companies that are investable companies that you may or may not heard of. So if you're an investor in the cannabis industry, you're not going to want to miss the High Finance Show, and that's going to be on Thursday nights live at 8 p.m. That's going to be starting in January. So we have a whole bunch of things starting here at the, at the Cannabis Radio Network, and it's just the beginning of the beginning. The Green Nurse Show, the Average Joe Grow Show, the High Finance Show, and of course my show, The Barrett Report, on Sunday nights, which next just in January, I'm going to have a brand new studio, a brand new backdrop. You're going to see all types of new things here from us at the Cannabis Radio Network. We're more excited about the cannabis industry and what's going on in the world of cannabis than you could ever imagine. And we're here to get the information out to people. Whether you're looking for medicinal, if you're looking for using cannabis for medicinal reasons, or you just like tuning in and you want to learn how to grow. I can guarantee you one of the shows here on the Cannabis Radio Network is going to be for you, whether it's the Green Nurse Show, the Average Joe Grow Show, High Finance, or the Barrett Report. And we have more shows coming, coming down uh, the pike real, real soon. So 
Any questions or comments, make sure you email us at the station. I'll be sure to answer those next week. But folks, you know, it's been our first year here at the Cannabis Radio Network, and I want to thank all of our sponsors. You know, Proverdi Labs, um, Dorian over at Proverdi Labs is, you know, they're one of the top labs out there in the country. If you're looking to have your product tested or your cannabis tested, or you're looking to get a product developed, you know, make sure you call Proverdi Labs. They're, they're right in Milford, Massachusetts, and they're one of the top labs in the country. When you talk to um, some of the top companies, you know, not just around in Massachusetts, but all around the country, a lot of them use Proverdi Labs as the go-to lab because they're really setting, you know, setting the standard in the industry for testing cannabis. And as I was reading, more and more people are getting sick, you know, because of moldy or mildewy cannabis, even buying product from dispensaries, because some dispensaries are not testing the, the product properly. So I don't want to scare anybody. It's very few and far between, but, you know, it's happening. Proverdi Labs is, like I said, one of the top labs out there. It's all you have to do is give Dorian a call. I mean, it, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys out there, you know, in the industry. Dorian at Proverdi Labs. I also want to say thank you to Deaf Payment Systems. Now, they're a credit card processing company. If you're a dispensary, if you're in the cannabis business, and you're looking to get a merchant account, maybe you're out there and you're looking for a competitive advantage. And if you're a dispensary and you don't have a merchant account, you're at a competitive disadvantage because people that use credit cards, not only do they, 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 they spend more money, you know, they, they, they don't look at, not only do they spend more money, but they're, they're, they'll spend it continuously. They'll get product after product. They'll spend, for instance, if someone's living paycheck to paycheck and they go to a dispensary, a lot of pe people look to see if there's a credit, credit card option. And if you have a credit card option available at your dispensary, you're going to attract more customers and those customers are going to buy more product because you accept credit cards. So if you're in the cannabis industry and you don't accept credit cards, make sure you call Brett at Deaf Payment Systems. Tell him you heard about it here on the Cannabis Radio Network and he will get you set up and he'll get you set up quicker and easier than virtually any other company out there. So Deaf Payment Systems is another company I want to thank and I wanted to recognize for supporting us here at the Cannabis Radio Network. So this has been my edition of the Barrett Report this week. Uh, again, I didn't go to the Harvest Cup. I know um, um, Jake from the Average Joe Grow and the, the Green Nurses went out to the Harvest Cup and they'll be reporting on that this week. Um, I know it was um, very well attended. It was packed on Saturday and packed on Sunday. So um, I know Mr. Bernard did a great job of getting the people out there. So um, the Harvest Cup, uh, thank you for spreading the word in Massachusetts, because this, this industry obviously, folks, is not going away at this point. This is the beginning of the beginning of the cannabis industry in Massachusetts. And, you know, speaking of that, I have a show coming up where we're going to talk about the various opportunities that are available in the cannabis industry, from um, growing to becoming a bud tender at the various dispensaries that are open, opening. There's a whole host of opportunities for you to get in the cannabis industry and earn, and earn income. So um, if this is a dream come true for you, 
cannabis going legal in your lifetime and you're looking for an opportunity to make money, we have a show coming up on the Barrett Report. It's not gonna be next week. Um, it'll probably be one of the first um, shows in January where we're gonna be talking about all the opportunities out there, the business opportunities as well as the jobs out there in the, in the cannabis industry that you can get in and, and make money in, and that, that's exciting. So a whole host of new stuff is coming out on the, on the Cannabis Radio Network. My name is Donald Barrett, and um, I wanna thank you for tuning in all year and making us one of the most popular cannabis shows really in the country. Our show is gonna be syndicated as of January on over 200 stations. We're gonna be on local stations as well as broadcast stations, radio and television nationally. Not only with the, the Green Nurse Show, the Average Joe Grow Show, the Barrett Report, but also the High Finance Show. Our shows are gonna be all over the country, so I wanna thank you, our viewers, for making us one of the number one networks um, that people go to for their cannabis information, the Cannabis Radio Network. Again, my name is Donald Barrett, and I'll see you on another edition of the Barrett Report. Thanks for being with us.